Welcome, friends, to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Thursday, December 16th, 2021. I am Tamar Sane, and I'm joined by my brother from another mother. It's Tim Gettys. I love just seeing your background kind of evolve over time. Slowly, it's one right? of my yeah. favorite things about this work from home era is like, especially people have been moving around a lot and everyone's mm -hmm. changing their setups. And I love that we're still in this cycle of like the upgrades, but I feel like everyone has gotten the the, the come up uh, <laughs> yeah, over this stuff, right? Like all of a sudden, a whole bunch of these nerd ass motherfuckers are all of a sudden like, oh, interior design matters, you know? <laughs> so this there's some there's some upsides. So current problems I need to figure out is this camera for some reason the the mount that I've got it on it always angles the camera so you can see the room is at a slight slant. Mm -hmm. which is annoying to me, but I'm going to figure it out. Hopefully, <laughs> the other thing is this camera has this function where it tracks my face. If I move slightly, you can see it like yeah. moving along. And I know people hate that, but I just cannot turn it off. Like I, <laughs> there, there is an option to turn it off. But when I turn it off, it's like, no, and it just carries on doing it. Tim, it, I also reminds wanna... me, it reminds me yeah. of uh, the Connect. Back in the the day when we when we first started uh, doing kind of funny stuff, we we did our um, like Patreon yeah. Q and A things where we would do like one on ones with best friends out there. And for a while, we used Greg's Connect that came with his Xbox One, yeah. and it we couldn't turn it off either, and it would just follow us, and it would always zoom in on Nick in the weirdest <laughs> ways. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to turn it off. I think I need to do some sort of like factory reset on this one because I've got this. It's a Canon EOS R. I've got. This one does the face tracking won't turn off. I've got another one which I use for streaming and it won't let me turn off the sleep timer. Like so every like 15 minutes it's like I'm turning off, bro, and it happens during streams all the time. Oh. I have to like constantly on the slide just touch the camera so it knows. Um before we get into it Tim, I want to tell you something that happened to me Please overnight. Do. Um I am I've had very little sleep. I've been extremely tired. Um and the reason I had very little sleep is because most of the night, it sounded like my neighbors were talking so loudly. Like, I could not understand it. They were having a conversation about ridiculous things. I couldn't hear this, the specificity of what was actually being said. I could just hear them through a wall. And it was all night. Like, it started, and I was like, how are these people not going to sleep? And why is there no pauses? It's like jokes happening, and it's constant. This morning, I got up, and it was still going. I was like drifting in and out of sleep. It was still going. I was like, why can't I hear it? And I started walking to my kitchen. I was like, why is it getting louder? <laughs> oh, no. I came into this room. And at some point, my phone had connected to my office uh, Echo device and was playing the Kind of Funny podcast <laughs> on oh, a loop. no. That is literally a nightmare. Having <laughs> So it was just like... On in a queue, it was just going through podcasts and like it was everyone just like loudly talking. And I came in here and I was like, these motherfuckers, they kept me up all night. Oh, and I had man. no idea. That's awesome. I well, I apologize. My, my past <laughs> me was an asshole and I apologize for that. It was like, I, you know what? I was mad. And then I just like, I was like, you know what? This makes sense. <laughs> I just have to, I can only laugh at that. That is good. Oh, um, man. Of course, uh, as always, we're going to go through the highlights of uh, December 16th in history. Um, 1972, December 16th uh, uh, to January 5th. Billy Paul's Me and Mrs. Jones, number one hit. Great song. Mm -hmm. um, and then 2006, the number one hit was Beyonce's Irreplaceable. From December 16th 
to February 23rd. That's in just My brother's birthday. That's a long yeah. time. Uh, in 2010, CNN's Larry King live aired its last original episode. I don't know what that means. Um, I'm sure Larry King is very important to a lot of Americans. Um, oh, yeah. In, in 2009, Avatar, a science fiction thriller directed by James Cameron, was released internationally. It went on to make more than $2.7 billion worldwide. Where do you uh, stand on Avatar? I could not it care won. less about it. But, but like, uh, do you hate it? No, I don't care. I'm ambivalent. Did to you it. Very, experience it in very, 3D? I did not know. Ugh, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it start to finish. I just, I just. Oh, okay, cool. It's one of those things where I just like, I, I cannot care. I do not care. I don't hate things. There's, I'm either I love something, I don't mind it, or I'm ambivalent. I'm never like this is awful. Unless we're talking about crypto, NFTs, and Bitcoin and all that kind of buns. Actively hate that shit. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and 2011, Sherlock Holmes: A Game of Shadows, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked, and Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol were released in theaters. Now. I want to say something that Kevin knows, mm-hmm. but Sherlock Holmes is one of my favorite movies of all time. The Robert Downey Jr. one. Wait, both of them? The first one. It is legitimately one. one of my favorite movies of all time, and it is just, it's fucking incredible. And I've never seen the second one. That's insane. I know. And Kevin, why? I, don't, I can't believe you don't remember this. You've been trying to get me to watch it for over a decade at this point. I mean, point. Tim, <laughs> I've, I've been getting you to watch things for a long time. And I, like, I know. The it's second all a thing of circumstance. I've owned the second one on four different variations of Blu-ray discs. <laughs> I've just never watched it. I but hate like, it. I hate I, my life. I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to. I just want to be absolutely clear. Like the second mm-hmm. one isn't like amazing. Yeah, it's a continuation. It's probably not even as strong as the first one. No, but it's just it's in the same vein. You know, that's what I'm, you've been telling me this for a decade, Kev. It, I've got to yeah. set the time aside and just make it all happen. It feels like a DLC expansion for the for the first movie. I'll take it. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, birthdays for December 16th. Ludwig van Beethoven, compo- composer. Uh, it was born uh, on this day. Arthur C. Clarke, British science fiction writer. Um, mm-hmm. Philip K. Dick, mm-hmm. also American writer. Shane Black, uh, screenwriter, director, American actor. Bill Hicks. Kristen Ritter. Oh, shit. Ah, and then... I don't know who, I don't know why I put this one in, but Zara Larson. Oh, I forgot to delete that. I don't know who that is. Uh, today, today's stories include some more info on the Splinter Cell remake, Final Fantasy XIV being too popular for its own good, and a new Ghostbusters game. And more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can contact us when we get stuff wrong, which never happens by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong. Forget that URL and you won't need it. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games and roosterteeth.com or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can as always use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases so if you're playing fortnite or rocket league or whatever else make sure you use that code and it helps the kind of funny crew out to be part of the show head to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where bronze members are above get to write in and silver members are above get the show along with the exclusive daily post show and it's ad free baby housekeeping i mean goddamn one time let it be a bad game of sweeping this is the last week of regular content 
And let me year. let me stop you right there. We're mm-hmm. burying the lead. Happy Spider-Man Day, everybody. Happy Spider-Man it's Day. Happening. No Way Home it's is today. out today mm-hmm. in theaters. And we're we're seeing it together, Tam. I'm really we excited about it. that. I'm very excited about it, yeah. So, be- everybody, keep in mind right now, the uh, spoiler-free review is up over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. And then, of course, this Friday, the in-review, full spoilers, all of that. We're going all in. We're going hard. Greg Miller making his return. It will be up, and that will be the last piece of content up on the kind of funny prime channel for the year for so sure. please enjoy it we love you thank you for an amazing year of in review for sure that god i love in review so much i've been listening thank to you. it i saw anthony carboni at the game awards uh I, well guess what tam yeah you're gonna see him again oh today today he's coming oh to he's coming Spider down Boys, oh baby. let's go <laughs> <laughs> he was aggro he was uh, he was trolling me hard i don't think he knows who i am uh, I think oh, he, he knew, knows who you are. I, I think he was like, Lucy told him to tell me that he likes the streets, um, which is a UK, uh, I want to say musical act, because I'm not going to use the phrase rapper, because what the streets does is not rapping. It's like anti-rap. It's like the, it's like the, oh God, it makes me hurt every time I hear them. Um, you know but, it. It's but, the yeah, only song I know by oh them. Oh my God. Uh, original pirate material. It's just like, it makes me cringe so hard. Uh, but yeah, he was just constantly telling me how much he loves them. And I was like, you need to stop, Anthony. You're triggering me. And I know you're doing it on purpose. The Blessing Show will be uh, up on Monday the 20th. And then uh, it looks like we're going to be, the Kind of Funny Crew is going to be back on January 3rd, um, which is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, please be excited for 2022 uh, Kind of Funny. Yeah. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy, Blackjack, and Greg Miller returns to content next month. Nick should quit now. I've been trying to do it with the Busan energy just yeah. to get people warmed up. I'm not mm-hmm. as good. I don't have the chaoticness that he has, but I'm trying, you know. Today we're brought to you by Credit Karma, Amazon Music, Green is Chef, and Butcher Box. But we'll, let, we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and will forever be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We've got four stories today. Um, the first one is uh, is an update on the Splinter Cell banter. Uh, this comes from the number one video game website in the world, GameSpot.com. Let's go. I've had some people reach out to me to tell me that the GameSpot.com bit is getting old. I want you to know I hear you. I'm listening, and I don't care. Uh, This story comes from Jessica Howard. (laughs) (laughs) This comes from Jessica Howard. Hey, shout out to Jessica Howard, by the way. Shout out to Jessica Howard. Uh, Community uh... best friend for a very long time, and Uh now she's working at GameSpot. You love to see it. She is working at GameSpot. Uh, I am actively talking to her, helping her through. She's in uh, day three of, of working for GameSpot, and she's already doing great. Love to see it. Um, following the announcement that a remake of 2002's iconic stealth shooter game, Splinter Cell, is currently in the works over at Ubisoft, Ubisoft Toronto managing director Isvan Tanja has taken to the studio's official blog to clear up a few questions as well as shed greater light on the upcoming project. So, according to Tanja, uh, Ubisoft Toronto will be helming the project. Uh, it, and they are excited to take undertake it with pride. Um, and it also serves as a bit of a full circle moment for many of the staff on that team because they were initially recruited to work on 2013 Splinter Cell Blacklist. Not the best Splinter Cell, but a good Splinter Cell. My, that, I think it was very good, actually, anyway. 
Um, one of my favorite Splinter Cell moments is, I can't remember which one it is. It's the one where you're on that like space, not space, the ship that's constantly in air. And anytime you go into like a part of the ship that you're not supposed to be in, there's a guy, an NPC who's standing there who goes, Fisher, restricted area. Like, he's like, what are you doing? So like when me and my brother used to be at home and I'd walk into his room without knocking, he'd be like, Fisher, restricted area. <laughs> Uh, so like I love that oh, game for you that. Fucking nerds. So, I love it. Uh, Splinter Cell is fully part of the studio's DNA and the studio's roots. Tanja said, "We know how the high expectations of uh, of the fans are for us to modernize the brand while making absolutely sure we don't lose any of its essence. We want to make sure that Splinter Cell fans really love it." Um, so the other thing that they said was, uh, "What it takes to ship games of the scope uh, at its high quality, they've learned, and incredible. They know it's incredibly challenging to produce two games because they are also working on another title um, of that scope. Uh, but uh, they've learned, taken some lessons to it. So, uh, along with the importance of collaboration, resilience, and trust, uh, the team is taking that into the new Splinter Cell remake. Um, as for what we know about the game itself, uh, it's going to be on the Snowdrop engine." Previously, was on Division and is currently being used on the upcoming Star Wars and Avatar Frontier of Pan Frontiers of Pandora games, and uh, it will feature dynamic lighting and shadows that will be incorporated into the game's level design, as well as a linear narrative that might subvert expectations fans had for another open-world sandbox-style game from the company. Um, they said there will be some changes made to the game, particularly in terms of how protagonist Sam Fisher moves. Technical producer Peter Handrinos said that exploration and innovation will be key parts of the Splinter Cell remake, while producer Matt West added that it, this is all part of the company's plan to redefine stealth action games and straddle the line between the spirit of old and the comfort of the new. Tanja is optimistic about a project saying he sees a bright future for Splinter Cell that will satisfy its core audience. I want the studio to revive the Splinter Cell brand, Tanja said. To really satisfy its core audience that is very hungry for a new Splinter Cell and also broaden the horizons of the series for new players. I see a bright new future for Splinter Cell. There you have it. A lot of, a lot of big talk about Splinter Cell happening right now. Um, how do you feel about it, Tim? I mean, I think it's exciting that they're finally kind of speaking to the audience that's been waiting for this forever. It is a little disheartening that it's going to be so far out. Like, obviously, this is a very early project that doesn't fully exist yet. Um, and with video games, we know that unlike movies, which things are announced, and then once they're, like, fully greenlit and in production, we know we're getting them within about two years. With this, it's like, eh, it might not be it might be a lot longer mm. than that this is it's an interesting thing because this is what a lot of people in the industry have been asking for for a while which is uh just let us know what games are being worked on it doesn't need to be this whole pomp and circumstance reveal mm -hmm. and like secrecy and all that stuff i'm firmly on the other side of that like i don't know this isn't fun this is lame i want excitement i want the hype but i'm tim mm -hmm. gettys everybody mm -hmm. expects that from me so i understand that there's like the two sides of the industry on that but uh when it comes to trying to hire up and all that like this is the way you do it especially when you're ubisoft in the situations they're in right now and things are really bad over there, right? So I feel like anything that they can kind of do to entice people, um, which is, you know, problematic in its own right. Um, mm -hmm. But I think this is good news for Splinter Cell. It being a remake is interesting. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty dramatic remake, more akin to a Resident Evil 2 remake uh, yeah. than, than something that's just like the exact same thing again. Um, so that's, I think, I think this has the potential to be something really cool. Uh, but we also need to remember that the last remake that, Ubisoft was working on was Prince of Persia, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. And look where that's at right now. Yeah. So 
I don't know. This is one of those things where I'm not the biggest Splinter Cell person, so I don't really care too much. I, To me, it's more just like this is like not an exciting announcement, but I'm really happy it's happening. I just wish that it was a little bit more of a, hey, here's a reveal, and it's actually coming in the next year or two. Yeah, I can't remember who said this on Twitter, but I'm going to steal from it. But like, it feels, I think it might have been Steven Totillo or someone like that. Uh, but this is, I'm excited for I am a big Splinter Cell game. I'm a big stealth game fan. And yeah. Metal Gear is always going to be number one for me, but Splinter Cell was close behind it. Um, so I'm like super, super, super excited that they're actually making a Splinter Cell game. And also the fact that, it seems like they're not just going to do a standard remake. They want to try and push the the genre forward or push the franchise a bit forward. There's a massive space right now um, in that genre, the triple A stealth game that no one is occupying purely by virtue of Metal Gear is no longer around. Like mm-hmm. the throne has been vacated by the king and now anyone it's open for like for it to be taken. So it makes sense that they would be like, we could take this and try and do it. Um, the thing that I'm kind of reticent about is there's clearly not a great understanding of what this means at ubisoft like this kind of announcement the fact that you're not hype about it and the fact that you're like this is not you are clearly saying like you're right this is not how you announce a new splinter cell game is kind of evidence that ubisoft doesn't quite understand the the thirst for it and they don't they might be not quite grasping how much people love this and how much it means to them well, let me let me ask you a question there. Mm-hmm. And this is just just a question. I'm not like trying to imply anything behind yeah. it. But is there demand for it? I know there's oh, yeah. demand, I, but, is there, mean, but like, is there demand of consequence? Like I know that the, there's a loud group of people that have yes, been waiting yeah. for Splinter Cell. But is this a Mirror's Edge catalyst situation where you know for years uh, in the live chat? I guess it didn't exist back then. But if there was a live chat while the E3 press conferences were happening for EA yeah. back then, it would have just been Mirzaz, 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 just like Skate 4, Skate 4, Skate 4. I, it would have been Splinter Cell, Splinter Cell, Splinter Cell like it is now. I think the difference is with Mirror's Edge, that always had a niche audience. Um, the, the sales of it weren't like astronomical. Um, and it was a kind of a beloved game. So those people um, campaigned for another one. And those people are probably the people that bought it. The expectation is different for Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell, when it came out and that franchise, the it hit a broader audience. It was a high. It was like we said. It was the the reaction to Metal Gear, and, and it also, was Xboxes. You know, and like it was Xboxes. Like, yeah. Back then, like people don't remember that xbox didn't have much but it had splinter cell it had splinter cell it had nice the old republic it had halo like this was a pre-gears era yeah this was this was the stealth game aligned with uh the xbox brand and metal gear was the playstation stealth game up until um you know it went multi-plat but um so it it has the the potential to do more i think there's more people asking for it because there's more brand recognition Mm -hmm. the thing is it is also quite a dated franchise now i don't know how many people you know now remember um uh kind of so or know it um i mean ubisoft has done small things to try and keep people remembering splinter cell and sam fisher they stuck him in you know rainbow six siege but he doesn't play or act like he his old school version um i would i would have been surprised i would i would have thought they would release or re-release older games as is to be like hey we're building up for this you know new splinter mm-hmm. cell but they're going for the other route whether it will perform super well, who knows? The gaming audience in the time Sam's been away has like exploded and it is a massive, massive audience now. 
Um, so the people who now, just because, you know, it's people that have jumped out of a pond and, and, and now are in an ocean, Discipline SL fans are probably small compared to what they would have been back in the day. But I still feel like um, the franchise has the potential to be um, uh, to be a big deal. It just needs to not be an Ubisoft game. That's the problem. If it comes out and people look at it and, and they immediately can take, they can see the template, that's going to be a problem because right now there's Ubisoft template fatigue, which I think is going to be the killer for that franchise. If they've done like stuff like open world tower shit, that kind of business, they've talked about how it's a linear story in there. Um, but if they make it look like another Ubisoft game, that's going to be the thing that pushes a lot of people away. Whereas if they pitch it as we've got a, a unique take on the stealth genre and we've got Sam is back that could do the business. I mean, open world stealth can be done. Metal Gear Solid Five did it, and it is totally. fantastic. It is phenomenal. I think it's the best stealth game ever made. Um, but I don't know. It's all, it's all on Ubisoft to kind of put in the work. And that's the thing. Like, for Splinter Cell to be big again, Ubisoft needs to understand it deeply, put in the work to raise awareness around it, and then deliver a good game. This isn't the best start, where they basically quiet farted out an announcement. Like, they should have been like, Sam Fisher is back, baby, and did like a, I don't know, a blur CG trailer. And there's games with less history that put more uh, uh, kind of like pageantry around the announcement of their new entry or uh, a new kind of like game coming than this did. And this is supposed to be one of the biggest franchises in Ubisoft's catalog. You know, it's, it's kind of like a announced with a whimper, which is sad. Um, yeah. I would have preferred that if they made a bigger deal out of it, which isn't the best start for me. Yeah, totally. It's it's a bizarre choice and not a choice that I am a fan of, for sure. Yeah. Next story is an update on something that uh, has been ongoing. comes from the second best video game website in the world. Yes, the bit is still going. It is GameSpot.com, written oh, by yeah. very own oh, yeah. James Carr. Um, so, uh, this is the Bungie CEO responding to reports of toxic workplace culture. Um, so you might be thinking, oh, this, didn't they talk about this yesterday? Yeah. Or, or the day before? Yeah. This is an ongoing thing coming, stemming from the report that IGN's, uh, uh Rebecca Valentine did. We're going to come to an update for, from her as well. So developer Bungie has released a statement in response to a report that, uh, it has struggled with issues of sexism and crunch in the workplace. A letter written by Bungie CEO Pete Parsons was released shortly after IGN published a report in which he focused, uh, on the changes Bungie has made in recent history while acknowledging the company has more work to do and that these changes do not erase any any pain employees have suffered. Report includes statements and experiences from 26 current and former employees, most of which spoke anonymously, described Bungie that uh, had dealt with issues of abusive management across nearly every department since 2011. In many instances, the department leaders and managers would belittle, overwork, and abuse people in their department, often targeting women and people of color. Um, so in the past, uh, the letter from Parsons, uh, he doesn't deny or refute the report, but instead of focuses on the improvement Bungie has made in recent years, says, I'm not here to refute or challenge the experiences we're seeing shared today by people who have graced our studio with their time and talent. Our actions, or in some cases, inactions, cause these people pain. I apologize personally and on behalf of everyone at Bungie who I feel a deep sense of empathy and sadness reading through these accounts, Parsons wrote. 
List of the changes made, including the removal of some bad actors at Bungie. However, he acknowledged that this can only occur when brave people come forward. He also stated that Bungie has not always done this publicly, nor has it done it as quickly as it should have. Parsons stated that based on report, many abusive and toxic individuals are no longer at the company. But if new information comes to light, they will investigate it. Parsons pointed to delayed releases of Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, and The Witch Queen for Destiny 2 as a way to lessen the amount of crunch at the studio and put the health of its employees first. Lastly, shared more information about continued increase in the percentage of employees that are women and or from underrepresented uh, groups linking to the September report on the matter. And acknowledged that these improvements that don't happen uh, to employees. These improvements don't change what happened to employees in the past, nor does it erase the suffering they experienced. He said, I'm heartened by the progress we have made, but it's not enough and it has uh, it has taken too long. It does not sweep away the bad experiences that people have had at our studios pass and throw. So update on that story coming from Rebecca Valentine, who published the original report, excellent, excellent report, amazing ongoing coverage done by Rebecca at IGN. Make sure you go and check that out. Um, I'll allow them to uh, uh, share their number two video game website uh, spot for this, for today, today only. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bungie's head of HR, Gail DeHaunt, um, apologies for butchering that name, is stepping down from her role at the company after more than 14 years today, IGN has learned. In an email circulated to employees today, which IGN has seen in full, DeHaunt reflected on her time at the company, saying that she wants to do everything in my power to make sure everyone who works here has a safe, welcoming, and supportive environment. She then cited the need for company people, uh, for the company's uh, people team to move forward with membership largely comprised of people new to Bungie. I know that they need to be trusted to be your advocates, not labeled as enablers or seen as company resources who provide bad actors with safe harbor, she wrote. Don is visually stepping out of her official role as senior employee relations manager, but it's not clear whether or not she will remain at the company. In her email, she states that she will work with Holly Barbakovi, who is chief, chief people officer, um, and the uh, people also is not a great title and the leadership <laughs> team at Bungie uh, to determine what the appropriate next steps are in a message to Haunt um, mentioned that her time at Bungie had included working through deeply challenging interpersonal conflicts including termination of employees for performance bad behavior and for discrimination racism and sexual harassment she added that uh, this included reporting her own abuser a man an executive and someone I thought was my friend at Bungie resulted, which resulted in Bungie firing him and then concluded in an email, I'm proud of the work I did at this company. I believe I made recommendations that were in the best interest of our people and in service of the company we wish to become. I also believe that we made some mistakes and that to become a better version of ourselves, the company I know we can be, uh, we have to acknowledge and confront them in good faith and grow together. The announcement comes less than a week after IGN's extensive report on Bungie's work culture. So uh p parsons coming out and saying yep we screwed up um we're, we're gonna try and make things better and then there uh, is a senior member of uh staff uh, at hr stepping down um it seems like they're making genuine efforts here um it's great to see them not shying away from the fact that they have made these mistakes which is not an amazing achievement but given the things that we're seeing from other companies who are actively trying to like sweep it under the rug and doing doing union busting and all that kind of stuff. Having Bungie come out and be like, yeah, we screwed up. Yeah, we're trying to fix this. And we, you know, we're listening is, is 
I, I, they're doing the least, but it's good to do it. Good to see it happening. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, that that's the thing. And, you know, as we talk about these stories day in and day out on this show, it's always difficult because, you know, we, the, the only right answer is this shit just not happening to begin with. And in, mm -hmm. in which case we wouldn't be talking about it, but here we are, we are talking about it. This stuff is happening. It's continuing to happen. It's happening all over the place, big companies, small companies, I'm broken record at this point. But uh, what I do think we need to support is this type of transparency and is this type of leadership and changes actually happening them talking about uh the bad faith actors and all that actually being let go and that they are um you know acting on on their words and also they're using their words they are not hiding they are not like not putting out a the, or hiding behind like pr statements or whatever they are having their people come out and talk and explain what's going on um at their their company um and again it's not perfect i think that anytime mm -hmm. any apology or any statement like this is put out it's going to be picked apart and line by line looked at and word by word looked at and questioned and why this and why that and well this isn't enough you should have done this and all of that is fair and all that's going to continue to happen and to a certain extent should keep happening uh but i do think that they're handling this to the best of their ability with the reality of where they're at um at least as far as we know right and yeah if if, if what is if what they're saying here is actually what is going on there then that is, in my opinion, as good of a situation as we can yeah. have, given the state of the situation. Yeah, I, I'm not the kind, I don't like to praise companies when they do stuff, because like I said earlier, you're doing the least, like this, this shouldn't happen. And we shouldn't be in a position where, uh, you know, uh, an outlet needs to put out there the fact that this is happening, you should be taking care of it. So we, I don't like to pray, but I will say that credit where credit is due, like the fact that this HR person, Gail DeHaan, looked around and was like, I'm perceived as part of the problem. And to mm -hmm. get this stuff done, I need to get out of the way. That's that's good to know. Like, who knows what the involvement um, Gail had in this, but the fact that they're willing to recognize that uh, for people to trust the process, I need to not be a part of it is good. And like we said earlier, like it, it could be worse. We could have a Bobby Kotek style, you know, situation where they've mobilized a team of people to make people at the at the studio who are talking about it quiet. I think the important thing for people who are watching this is to, when you see um, people at the studio talking about this stuff, try and support them because it creates a situation where, or it creates an environment where people feel good about talking about it in public and letting others know. Um, the more people that are openly talking about it and the more encouragement they're given to do that, the more we get an insight into how much of the problem needs addressing because Given the chance, I'm not saying Bungie would do this, um, but a lot of companies will do just enough to kind of let the heat die down and move on. But mm -hmm. it's usually not the full extent of what needs to be addressed. So when you support people and you give them the kind of platform and the opportunity to speak about some of the issues publicly, you kind of expose the full extent of the issue. And then that helps the people within those companies that actually do want to do something about it, get a good grasp of it. And then there's no excuses. So get behind these people when you can um, and, and show them some support when they are talking about some of the issues that they're facing. Yeah, I, I do want to say that uh, I not that I disagree with you, but I'm a, I'm slightly on a different side of you when it comes to the praising mm -hmm. companies thing. And, and I think that it's totally fair and understandable because like yeah. the, the word company and all that stuff, like 
means a lot. But it, I really see this as there are individuals that make up a company, and it's easy to just lump it yeah. all into one thing. But when individuals are doing the right thing or trying to do the right thing, that is something that I feel deserves praise. And those are the people that should be yeah. representing that company. And that's that's what can make the company go from a bad thing to a good thing. And yeah. I, I think that these type of choices here, like the, the way that these people are speaking, it's like this is that – I do think is worthy of praise. And I understand it's like praise is like a weird thing in this type of situation because it, it shouldn't have happened to begin with. But again, it did happen. So now yeah. we just need to deal with the realities that we're at. So that's just where I'm at. I just, I, yeah, I feel yeah, like I, I just I really want to say, because when in a world where this is happening everywhere and this is one of the only examples we have of people mm -hmm. doing not even just the right thing, quote unquote, doing anything in even the right direction, yeah. <laughs> I think is like something that I want to talk about because I want, this is what I want to see more of from mm -hmm. other people, at least as a step. It's not the end all be all, but it is a step. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, like I'm, I'm of the opinion, the way I see it is like Bungie is, I should make a distinction between a company like Bungie now and a company like Activision Blizzard or Ubisoft. When they do it, like I don't, I don't care about giving them like applause for it because it's clearly like you're, you got way more to do. But uh, when something a company like Bungie, which is smaller, even though you know we think of them as being massive, they are smaller. It's good to acknowledge that stuff. So you are tech, and, you are right. Uh, and and, and um, you know yeah. maybe meeting in the middle of me and you. I don't want to give him a round of applause, but I do yeah, want to yeah, look yeah. at him and give him a firm head nod of like, yeah, go like, good. Yes. Keep at yeah. it. Um, Keep we, at are, it. we are watching. Keep at it. Mm -hmm. um, remember, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get this show ad free. But speaking of ads, we're about to give you a word from our sponsors. Hey, Kev. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. If you ask me, the holidays are all about winning, whether that means getting the best gifts or cooking the best food. And when it comes to serving up the best holiday meals, especially meat, quality matters. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat straight to your home with free shipping in the continental U.S. There's no antibiotics or added hormones, and each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on what you choose. I love ButcherBox. Recently, me and G got Got some of this and oh man the steak was fantastic i just love meat and butcher box makes that love a reality in my household this holiday butcher box is giving new members one pack of bacon for free in every box plus twenty dollars off each box for the first five months of your membership that's free bacon for life and up to a hundred dollars off sign up at butcherbox.com slash kfgd that's butcherbox.com slash kfgd b-u-t-c-h-e-r box.com slash kfgd next up shout out to green chef green chef is america's number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you not the other way around green chef makes cooking easy so you can spend less time planning and prepping and more time eating delicious home-cooked meals plus green chef has options that fit every lifestyle keto paleo vegan vegetarian fast and fit mediterranean and gluten-free giving everybody options from blessing to kevin and his family with paula being a vegetarian uh green chef is now owned by hello fresh and between the two of them there's now something to choose for literally everyone both hello fresh and green chef are awesome so sometimes that choice is a little hard in a good way uh i've been loving green chef every once in a while gia cook said it's been a wonder for for cool greg and blessing like i was saying go to greenchef.com kfgd10 and use code kfgd10 to get 10 free meals including free shipping that's greenchef.com kfgd10 and code kfgd10 to get 10 free 
free meals and free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Next up, shout out to Credit Karma. If you've ever applied for a credit card or personal loan and been rejected, you know how frustrating it is and how dang often it seems to happen. That's why Credit Karma is changing the way people find and apply for cards and loans. Whether you're refinancing credit card debt or paying for an upcoming expense, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you fresh personal loan offers that are personalized just for you. Members who compare loan offers on Credit Karma save an average of 30% on interest rates. That's a lot. Uh, it's totally free and easy to sign up for a Credit Karma account with no effect on your credit score. Credit Karma will even show you your approval odds so you can choose offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. On Credit Karma, you can check out multiple loan offers side by side with easy to compare estimated terms. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers with your approval odds right now. Go to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's C-R-E-D-I-T-K-A-R-M-A.com slash loan offers. And finally, shout out to Amazon Music. You clearly have great taste in podcasts because you're listening to this right now, but why not try out Amazon Music? Amazon Music has more than 10 million free podcast episodes to listen to, but it's not just podcasts. They also have thousands of music stations and top playlists to stream for free. You can try out Amazon Music Unlimited that gives you unlimited access to over 75 million songs, plus podcast music videos and more with unlimited skips. I have been getting hype for Spider-Man No Way Home coming out uh, and I've been listening to a lot of the scores of previous Marvel movies uh, from Marvel Studios projects and I've been listening to it all using Amazon Music. Uh, if you've never tried Amazon Music Unlimited, now is a great time for a limited time. New customers can try Amazon Music Unlimited free for three months. No credit card required. Just go to Amazon.com slash KFGD. That's Amazon.com slash KFGD to try Amazon Music Unlimited free for three months. Amazon.com slash KFGD. Renews automatically cancel anytime terms apply our third story of the day comes from the third best video game website on the internet wouldn't you know it, it is of course gamespot.com mm-hmm. uh, written by jenny zing who writes final fantasy sales have been suspended due to server congestion what this yes. is the wildest story ever <laughs> since final fantasy 14 and walkers released long queues to even get into the game servers have been a headache for both players and devs in response to the long wait times square enix released another announcement with what steps it's taking to address the congestion unexpectedly square enix will now temporarily suspend the sales of both final fantasy 14's base game and the complete edition Free trial registration for new accounts will also be put on hold, as well as new advertisements. It's unknown how long the policy will last for, but the company will continue to monitor the situation as they consider the timing around resuming sales. Uh, Players will be compensated with 14 days of free playtime, another week tacked onto the previous promised seven days. Error 2002, the infamous sign you're about to get kicked out back to the queue, even when after waiting patiently, has been confirmed to be tied to a bug. Trianix maintains that if you have an unstable internet connection, you could trigger error 2002. But in some cases, certain players... Uh, certain players' error 2002 have been coming in from a bug related to a login-related problem program called Backin at Final Fantasy XIV version 1.0, created Backin, 
Final Fantasy XIV version 1.0. The company will implement the code fix for the bug in patch 6.01, scheduled for release on December 21. The good news is the error 2002 is by the great eye from the community due to the fact that you needed to babysit the hour long queue, hours long queue to get into the game. If you took your eyes off the error uh, and it popped up you, and you didn't try logging in fast enough to reestablish your connection, your queue place would be lost. So, Final Fantasy, too popular for its own good. So one popular game? that they were like, we got to stop selling this game. Which is wild to think about where that game is at, just in the grand scheme of things, where the original version of that game came out and people were like, this sucks. Why yeah. are you, this game is bad. And now, look, okay, it's so popular that they, I've never heard of a case where some, a company's been like, we got to stop selling this game. It's crazy. I mean, like, this is, as far as I know, unheard of. And it's it's mm -hmm. such a success story. I mean, we don't need to go into Final Fantasy XIV's ridiculous uh, comeback, right? But especially after the Game Awards, like, winning the awards and all that, it's like it's having such a moment right now. Everyone's mm -hmm. so into this game. And, man, this is a story I never, ever thought we'd have. <laughs> I'm Yeah, I'm glad that is happening. It is a hell of a kind of comeback story for it and um yeah it's it's also like really interesting because uh i i now more than ever people are making the jump to it and there are people that i see a lot of people are like i've never played an mmo but i i cannot stop hearing about this game and i just need to check it out yeah and the fact that they have like the uh trial which is like most of the original a realm reborn um uh game just for free is absolutely wild that's nuts um, that's it is nuts like I, i'm now playing through that for the third time because my characters keep getting trapped on servers i cannot access and then but i will get to the first expansion one day and maybe by the time i'm on my deathbed i'll get out of uh, <laughs> that and into into um end walker but like seeing it break i never thought that this is like i would love to see comparisons of final fantasy's current like player base and the height of its popularity to world of warcraft but 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 back in its day because mm. that was the game that felt like took mmos to another level this feels like the first mmo since wow to have a wow moment um where it's just like no one can stop talking about it everyone is playing it and people who don't even care about mmos rpgs or fantasy shit are just like dying to play it and it's crippling servers across the world well that's the thing man just numbers are different because of the times we're in right gaming is more mm. mainstream than ever and it's the, yeah. the same type of thing we always talk about how old games like even on super nintendo the best games only sold a handful of millions of copies now you put out the same iterations of the same franchise and they are 10x times the sales right just because yeah. the potential user base is so much larger and when you add on things like the various various ways to play whether games games are on more consoles than ever more services than ever more platforms more this and that whatever mobile mm -hmm. all of that uh when you are talking about these mmos it's like there's just so much potential for access to yeah, be able and, to play and then like this is a game that has benefited massively all of like people being trapped inside for two years mm -hmm. um like and and you cannot like when we say you cannot escape it like you also you can't resist the pull to play it because what else are you gonna do like for the last few years where are you gonna go you might as well escape into this massive you know rpg universe where you can escape the real world and it is by all accounts incredible and everyone won't shut up about it so like it's a final fantasy is like in in, in in like a perfect moment right now for for the mmo and 
truly, you love to see it because that you team really clearly do. cares about this experience and has worked tirelessly to to put in the work to make sure that it's a good game. So well done to them and well done Square Enix. Um, our fourth and final story is uh, I'm channeling. I only put this on here because I feel like as a being on kind of funny and seeing this story happening and then skipping it will earn me. I'll get punished. I'm yes. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm a, I'm a guest on these, uh, but like I feel like Greg will still punch me in the face if I don't talk <laughs> about this. Ernie Hudson says a new Ghostbusters game is definitely happening and confirms his evol- involvement. This comes from Ghostbusters News, the website, which doesn't list a specific writer as far as I can tell, which is unfortunate. But it's from that website. A few months ago, we reported that a new Ghostbusters video game was in the works from developer Illphonic. The news broke after the co-founder of Illphonic, Raphael Sadiq, uh, was a... His name's Raphael Sadiq? Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a no, special... it, it is him. It's <laughs> him. It is him, him. It's him, him. Oh, I did not know that. It's him, him, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did not know that. Hot <laughs> oh, damn. Fair play. Uh, the Raphael de Sadiq was a special guest on Quest Love Supreme podcast. Oh, well, I should have carried on reading, of course. Uh, letting it slip that uh, he was currently working on Ghostbusters. The past weekend at the Celebrity Fan Fest in San Antonio, Texas, Ghostbusters star Ernie Hudson was a special guest. Attractions included a variety of Ghostbusters theme happenings, such as an afterlife screening and a Q&A, which unexpectedly gave us a bit more insight into the upcoming video game. The information comes from the Countdown City Geeks YouTube channel, who's just uploaded the first part of Hudson's panel, which we'd suggest watching in its entirety by going to the website or that YouTube channel. Um, when asked if he would take part in another Ghostbusters video game, Hudson said, I just got an email because we're doing another video. I just got an email. I don't care about your video games. I got an email. This is the most exciting thing to happen to me in years. Um, no, he didn't say that. He's like, I just got an email because we're doing another video game. Uh, they're scheduling it now. They're scheduling now to do the recording, and I'm not sure who is going to do it. I know me and Danny, Dan Aykroyd, I think. I'm not sure about Billy, Bill Murray. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> we'll do anything on it. So there will be another video game, Hudson added. When they'll bring it out, I don't know, but it's definitely happening. Hudson also talked about the approval process of his lightning, li- likeness. Thing. They've been sending me prototypes of the character to get the image right, which they seem to have a hard time somehow creating my image. <laughs> it's so weird to me that they can get Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis to look exactly like they look, but I end up looking like Eddie Murphy or somebody. Jesus. <laughs> when it comes to any further details surrounding the game, Hudson admitted that aside from his involvement, he doesn't know much about the storyline or plot. As mentioned above, if you like to watch the part Ernie Hudson talks about uh, in the panel uh, at Celebrity Fan Fest, go to Countdown City Geeks YouTube channel and check that out. So, exciting. First of all, Ernie Hudson got an email. Secondly, uh-huh. there's a new Ghostbusters game in production coming from Illphonic. Yeah, I mean, dope. this this is one of those things where to say that where there's smoke, there's fire is silly because it's like mm-hmm. the fire is already visible. Like, yeah. <laughs> Raphael was out there. Like, when the studio themselves are like, yeah, we're doing this, it's like, cool. I guess it's happening. Like yeah. earlier, we we're talking about like bad uh, announcements and and like ha- the least hype way to announce something. I feel like this is is. I mean, it would have been exciting to see a Ghostbusters reveal at a at a big showcase, like the, a state of play or something, right? But 
I think this is just funny that there's like, yeah, it's happening, guys. Like, it's actually going down. And we have uh, Ernie Hudson out here. Like, I feel like we'll know everything about this game before it's even officially announced, just from people saying things they're not supposed to say. But I think yeah. it's one of those rare cases where it seems like nobody signed an NDA. So I feel like maybe it's not stuff they're not supposed to say. Maybe it is just like word of mouth. Go out there, promote this game. Yeah. See, I'm I'm excited for this, especially Euphonic. Like we Euphonic make some fun games. You know, they're quirky. Uh mm-hmm. sometimes a bit janky, but uh they give me enough uh, fun to more than justify the price. Uh and I know that you know there's gonna be a good community, at least here at the KF uh, uh crew, um, that are gonna be into it. Um so I'm excited to jump back into into that game or jump into that game and jump back into one of those kind of experiences. It makes perfect sense that it will be Euphonic that kind mm-hmm. of like oh, Im- totally. for their style brand of game. I hope they come up with a really cool way of like teaming up to capture ghosts. Yeah. Um, I mean 41 be... games. Ghostbusters yep. is perfect, right? I mean, like look, Ilphonic, they're, they're at this point they're known for ip based 4v1 games ghostbusters cool yeah exactly yeah um and i hope they let me play as the stay puff marshmallow man that's all <laughs> i want in life um i can almost guarantee that if this game is what we all expect it to be you'll be able to do just that <laughs> <laughs> so now tim i have a question for you Raphael mm-hmm. sadiq i'm trying to remember what raps track shouts him out in my mind there's a lyric that is like I think it's like yo super freak, super freak physique, like Raphael Sadiq. But I'm trying to remember who it is. Yeah, I don't know. It, I got it. It's Wu Tang. It's yours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's over. Uh, oh, I, I asked my own question. Uh, yeah, you're it right. It will be, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will be, so I reckon it will be a little while um, before we get to see and play mm-hmm. that Ghostbusters game. But, Tim. If I wanted to know what's coming to my McGrupp shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Evan? Is he all right? Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. I was like, do I need to send someone to check on Kevin? Is he okay? <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. Out today, we have what you're going to do with all that gunk, all that gunk inside your trunk. Uh, I'm going to get you. Uh, Xbox Series <laughs> X. Uh, <laughs> the gunk is out for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and PC, and is on Game Pass, I believe. Uh, Alien Isolation is out on iOS and Android. Trash Quest, the story of Tomo Hussein's life is out on Switch. Um, Five Night at Freddy's Security Breach is out on PS5, PS4, and PC. Circus Pocus, good name, for Xbox One is out. Moon for PS5 and PS4, not the movie. Blackbird for PS5, PS4. My favorite Blackbird, Crows. Good bird. Uh, Alfred. Wait, 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 more than Ravens? Yeah, I think he was I, a Raven guy. I'm, I'm not, I like crows and ravens on equal equal. Got form. it. Okay. Like, oh, but they're, they're, they're different. It's like, oh, I, I like know they're brown, very different. Brown bears and grizzly bears. Like, one is obviously cooler. It's the grizzly bear because it's double the size. Yeah, I guess so. But like crows and ravens, I know they're very different. But for me, like, that, my love for them is is like equal. <laughs> I can't pick. Like, it's like, I can't pick. I had, I had, a, I had a crow at 
uh, in the GameSpot US office. It was a fake stuffed crow. So it wasn't oh, actually a crow, that was, cool. but it was made to look real. And it is, I nicknamed it Miyazaki, obviously. Love so it. I Love had it. Miyazaki the crow watching over me at my desk constantly. Um, beautiful, beautiful animals. I love them. Uh, there's, a, there's a game called Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo for PC, oh, okay. which is wild. <laughs> I do not understand Which what that means. Wild. <laughs> uh, that's some wild shit going on. I need to quickly look at that. And while I'm looking at that, I will tell you, um, Alfred Hitchcock, uh, from the same place that I'm from in, in the UK. Uh, uh, I, I don't... He has a movie called Virgo, yeah. but I guess... I don't know what this game is. It's a game based I on th- the movie. It's weird, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's hometown hero for me. Big up, Alfred. Uh, hope you're doing well wherever you are. <laughs> oh, I got some bad news for you. Why? What's wrong? What happened? Is Alfred okay? Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's okay, fine. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake for PC out today. Hell uh, yeah. Excellent game. Banging soundtrack. 10 out of 10 gamespot.com. Written kinda by funny a reviewer you can trust. Kind of funny's game of the year 2020. You love to see it. So mm-hmm. good. I might replay that. Uh, Murder Diaries Free, Santa's Trail of Blood. What the What? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> come, come into Xbox One. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, might be, I'm going to check that out. Uh, after that, we have Sakura Santa. Sakura Santa coming to Switch. Uh, Jigsaw, di- dinosaur Jigsaw Puzzle, Dino Puzzle Game for Kids and Toddlers coming to Switch. I don't know. I feel like if you're an adult, you might get something out of that. This is um, uh, a uh, game called The Enigma Machine. But when I was uh, looking at it, I had my f- my cursor over the I and the G. So it read like The Enema Machine, which is like mm, a bad That's a, a different bad kind game of machine. Yeah, that's a different kind yeah, of yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. totally different. The Enigma Machine out for Switch. Uh, Omno, O-M-N-O for Switch. Love Pop for Switch. Uh, Hashihime of the old book Town Append for Switch. Moonbound for Switch. Uh, RTO3 for Wii U. (laughs) (laughs) If you're down for that, like, good luck. How Uh, many copies do you think that game's going to sell? I I reckon, like, at least two. (laughs) I I honestly, honestly think zero. I think it'll only, it might be bought by, like, a friend or a family member, but, like, I I think zero. I feel like there's a gaming savvy person who works at retirement home somewhere who is so bored right now and like is probably like they've got a Wii U. Let's see what's going on. Connects to the shop channel and like it's like fuck. There's this new game. Maybe I'll just download it and see what it's all about. You know what? I'm gonna say actually. I take back the zero. I'm gonna go to like thirteen. Because there, there's at least 13 people out there that want to have the entire collection okay. and they're just like checking everything. The Jared Petties of the world. Yeah, kind of funny best friends in the new year, remind us to check in with the publisher of RTO through and we will try and get sales numbers. Yeah. We'll make this a thing where we try mm-hmm. and get sales numbers to figure it out. Is this the game? No, this is Omno. Oh, this is Omno. Okay. This I was really like, cool. I might buy it. This, this looks, looks really yeah, cool. This yeah. looks great. Like this, somebody in chat was like, oh, we should, you guys should check out Omno. It's yeah, really cool. cool. Yeah. Look at that. You're um, a giant floating. Pretty sick. Oh, you've got a stab jellyfish. attack. Jellyfish. That's good. It's a jellyfish. Jellyfish. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have trash sailors coming to PC. Hell oh, yeah. Me and Tam um, sailing the yeah, open let's go. seas. Sailing trash the, sailors. Yeah, just trash bros. And then we have a game called Match 3 Pirates 2. What the fuck? Match 3 Pirates 2? Get a grip. It's out today on Steam. Um, that was probably the longest the out today segment has ever gone. But, you know, 
You know how we do here. That's how we uh, do. Your NVIDIA GeForce update for today, as always, we've partnered with NVIDIA to keep you updated on all the latest GeForce RTX additions to your favorite games. And today we want to tell you about a special PC. That's right. To celebrate the launch of The Matrix Resurrections in the U in US theaters and on HBO Max on December 22nd, NVIDIA has partnered with Warner Bros. Pictures, Warner Bros, Warner Brothers, Pictures, Brothers. to bring GeForce gamers a chance to win one of three custom, officially licensed Matrix-themed modded PCs. Mm -hmm. These builds are one of a kind and built with the latest GeForce RTX graphics cards and are fully water-cooled and customized. Second prize is squid on them. They got a squid, yeah, you know, yeah, squiddy. Um, what were they called in the movies again? Well, they called them squiddies at one point. Oh, they called them yeah. squiddies, but they actually have names, right? Yeah, I don't remember the actual name. Um, uh, let's just call them pursuers. Uh, second prize is Sentinel. Oh, Sentinel right? Yeah, Sentinel. That's the one. Uh, I will be sticking with Pursuers, thank you. Uh, <laughs> second prize is one of five extremely rare custom Matrix Resurrections GPU backplates that can attach to a GeForce 3080 Ti graphics card or display as a super limited edition decorative item. This week's stakes run from December 14th to December 22nd on NVIDIA's social channels. You can get more details and a bio on the PC builders, uh, builds that created these custom PCs uh, on GeForce.com. And then after that, Important, NVIDIA is going to present a special address on January 4th at the annual CES Expo once that is underway. So if you want to get up-to-date info on what is going down with NVIDIA, make sure you tune in to that special address on January 4th. You can go mm -hmm. to the website, um, nvidia.com uh, events page, and you can see all the stuff they've got lined up for CES there. New dates, Hidden Deeps Descents into Early Access. Uh, it goes on January the 24th um deals uh there's a couple of steelbook cases at best buy which are pretty yeah. cool they're going for like five dollars you can get yuck is like a dragon which is a nice steelbook um doom eternal and borderlands 3 important it's just a case you're not getting the game inside of that um rayman origins good game is free through ubisoft connect pc uh right now and if you want to get shin megami tensei 5 uh you can get it on amazon for 35 dollars you'd love to see it hell yeah um read a mail uh we don't i'm just gonna double check we've got one thing but it's not a mail but i'm gonna double check if anyone sent anything in since we've been live quickly 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 uh so oh we have got a couple of things but first things first uh takibi says not a question but i just wanted to thank you for pulling me through the hardest period in my life after four long years, I have finally gotten my PhD and the kind of funny family have always made it easy for me to smile on my hardest days. Thank you all again for being so great at what you do and I hope you have a great Christmas and Hogmanay New Year's in Scotland. Just want to give a shout out to Takibi. Um, well done. That is impressive. Uh, congrats on getting your PhD. Hell um, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That is super cool. Yeah, and also another shout out to the kind of funny best friends out there who have been amazing. Like this has been a year where also I've spent a lot of time hanging around, actually being part of the community instead of just creeping around in the background. And uh, it's been amazing. So like this is my last appearance on a kind of funny thing. So I want to thank everyone who's been so kind to me um, uh, in jumping on stuff. And also want to thank you, you guys, the kind of funny crew for inviting me on and um giving me a place to talk about games another place and then you know hanging out with me it's been amazing and i want to thank you for that dude thank you for being the best ever i love love doing shows with you about anything and the fact that i get to do it with you every week for the last couple months has been 
fantastic. So thank you for, for sure. being awesome. I'm sure this is not the end of us working together. 2022, yeah. we don't know what it looks like yet, but I think a lot of Tim Tams are going to be in your future, everybody. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to click on you're wrong, but I fully anticipate there will be absolutely nothing in there. Oh, no, there's stuff in here. <laughs> so uh we got one from nano which is a you're wrong for game co- no no don't give me you're wrong for game cost take that shit elsewhere <laughs> uh uh we've got uh nano saying ubisoft just announced the settlers is back congrats to fans of the settlers <laughs> final fantasy 14 free trial goes up to level 60 and includes uh critically acclaimed first expansion the heaven sword all for free that's from nano again uh and then nano says tam i hate to break it to you but alfred is no longer with us what he's dead <laughs> Chat. it was clear that we were avoiding that hey tam oh. just, just so you're clear when you say this is your last uh games daily you mean for the year or oh, the year yeah, yeah. Uh, okay yeah all right well yeah, i just yeah. feel like you know, he didn't phrase that, so the chat's freaking out a little Oh, my bit. bad, my bad, my bad. I mean, like, Greg's back, so you don't really need me anymore. So no, uh, we need I you. We'll figure it out. I'm down. And I, mean, then, I, heard, uh, I heard he doesn't want to work. Oh, really? Yeah, it turns out He's unemployment's good. been great for him, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, MS Gambo says, Shenmue 3 is free on Epic's Game Store until tomorrow morning. That's a good shout if you want to play Shenmue. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. It's fine if you don't play Shenmue 3. <laughs> you'll, you, you'll live tomorrow's hosts are blessing and janet if you're watching after this uh mike and blessing are playing the gunk mm-hmm. what you can do with all that gunk um if you want to catch that stream later subscribe to youtube.com forward slash kind of funny plays remember this has been kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday live right here for the past year we've been bringing you um the nerdy news that you need to know about on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games it's been our pleasure and we're going to do it again next year mm-hmm. we've got a patreon post show for all those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time laugh and grow fat <laughs>